0: Cool. Um, that's 15 seconds. So, um, three, two, one, we're motherfucking live. These uh, mics are hot. Um, I'm here. DJ, DJ, what's your real name? Uh, David Dominguez. David Dominguez. What do we call you, DJ? My dad's name was David, and my mom and dad never wanted a junior, and so they came up with DJ. Okay. I guess it was uh, it was easy. There are a lot of Davids. I feel like there's a lot of brown Davids out there. Right? <laughs> and so, oh I got shit! The DJ. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, let me move this a little bit closer. That choir is a little bit longer, so you don't actually have to worry about being too close to this. Um, this setup still is fucking atrocious, folks. Everybody seems to be a fan of it. Um, I still seem to hate it. Um, I don't like it. I've tried. I've recorded a couple of things probably four or five different times like this, and it just never gets easier for me to see. I'm a clear and concise kind of uh, guy. You know, I like things. I'm a minimalist. Yeah. You know, and I like to live my life as a minimalist in this, all these wires. Organized. They fucking, they bum me out. But um, that's okay. DJ, um, welcome. This is the uh, four-letter, four-letter words podcast. Um, I am the sole owner. Um, I am yet again without my regular producer. Shout out Memo. Um, if you didn't know, I do have a producer. This is actually all of his equipment. I'm going to shout him out again, Memo, my boy. Um, he runs a podcast called The Weird Fish. Or sorry, he runs A Weird Fish Productions, which runs a bunch of podcasts. I think there's like four of them underneath this umbrella that he's created. It's a really cool guy. He's awesome. Um, he potentially has COVID, Oh no! Yeah, so he potentially has COVID at his, uh, at his place of work. He got uh, notified that he doesn't that he is possibly around somebody that has it. So he self quarantined. So he hasn't been able to help me out with any of these episodes. So this is you're the second time that I do one on my own all the way. So um mem will get better soon. Thank you, dude. Thank you so much for letting me have this stuff. Thank you so much for the opportunity to let me do this, uh, DJ. Thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so let's just uh, dive right in. Uh, we've known each other for a weird while. Um, it's been it's been strange because now I see you on a regular basis, and I literally consider like I only have work friends. I don't have outside of work friends like you guys that I talk to. I mean, you know the guys, right? Me, yeah. you, uh, Randy, Brian, uh, Austin. Austin Lyles is the last uh, guest in the podcast, which you know, you know Austin Lyles. And actually, on that episode, we talk about how you're not supposed to bring up the fucking Chuck e. Cheese, <laughs> the Chucky e. Cheese right. story. Which you did in in us little in hanging out here in my living room, which he has not told me. I don't know the Chuck E. Cheese story, fellas. If you guys are listening, Randy, Brian, Dave, (gasps) all of y'all, dude, I don't know the fucking Chuck E. Cheese story as of today is October uh, twenty. What is it? Seven, seven, twenty-seven. It's seven oh seven p.m. Um, We're doing good so far. Um, So, so you guys are like my friends uh, loosely, right? Because obviously. This doesn't happen often, but you're here in my house. Um, But like I helped Brian move. We're all friends. Fuck it. Let's just let's just uh, there's no need to kind of just shimmy that. Uh, And I'm yeah. So you are the second of the group to come in and do the podcast. Um, uh, So we've known each other since we said what? Oh, 2015 would be my estimates. Yeah, so the both of us actually worked at fucking Best Buy at the same time. You were the HP rep, is that right? The uh, Epson, Epson e- printer rep. The Epson printer rep, which is hilarious. I was in Best Buy mobile. I was activating phones, man. I was activating phones with no real manager. Best time of my life. One of the best times of my life, though. I can't talk shit. Um, Solomon, if you ever hear these uh, podcast episodes, um, Solomon, uh you were a, a voice of reason in an age of chaos, and I, I, I am sorry that I never listened to your wise words, but sometimes, man, you piss me off. Yeah. And um, that's neither here nor there. Solomon, if you ever listen to this, hey, amen, I miss you. I hope you want to be on the podcast someday. Um, so we met there, loosely. You, yeah. We kind of knew of each other. I met you there, and then I met you when you worked at that weird uh, nutrition place in the mall. GMT? Yeah, was you that, went wow, there. Was that a GNC? Okay. You went there. I think one time I did. Shut the fuck up. And I saw you there. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, the guy from Best Buy." And like that was like maybe like the Genesis story, like way, 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 way back. Like what? maybe after like my first month in Best Buy, and I only worked the weekend, So. At Lake Lane Mall. At Lake Lane Mall. There's that months ago. You heard it too, right? I had the headphones and yeah. I heard that shit. I don't know what that is. Isn't is a squirrel? You think it could be? I mean... That's not... That's very loud. That sounds like something dropping. But it sounds pretty specific, though. It could also be... If, are there acorn Are those acorn trees that you on? house? could be, be the... Oh, something like falling. There is something up there. There is some kind of uh, weird tree that just lets go of stuff. But, like, they look like weird, shitty, uh... You know, like garbanzo beans? They look like garbanzo beans. They're really weird. Or it's like a homeless person. Yeah. I always say that I, I had a friend who lived in Cedar Park, and he found out homeless people were living in his attic. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, that's a real would, story. Like they would sneak in, they would sneak, they would sneak up the side of his dwelling and get into his attic. And they just lived up there. They just lived up there. They just chilled. <laughs> <up. laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the, the, nothing, uh, you know, nothing malevolent. Just, just chilling out. That's insane. Um. That sounds like the worst situation possible because (laughs) I definitely have an addict. I've definitely – I've had rats before. That sucked. That was the worst experience ever in this place. And if I ever had a homeless person living in my home, I think I'd just eat them. Like what do you do to – like can you imagine how that conversation goes? Hey, man. (laughs) Not to be unchilled, but uh... (laughs) – Not to break up your vibes, bro, but honestly – if you keep living up here rent-free, I'm going to be really upset. And I think you need to go. Yeah, what do you say to that guy? Have you ever seen that YouTube video? It's ancient. But, like, supposedly it's, like, a video. Like, a guy in his house was recognizing that he had, like, missing things from his pantry at night. And that his, pan- that his sink always smelled like pissed. And what ended up happening was that he put a security camera in, and there was a there was like a, a lady, like a real lady, living in his attic. And again, I don't know. This is one of those like, you remember what copy pastas are? Or, or yeah, sorry, creepy pasta, creepy pasta. The fuck is a copy pasta? Uh, is that a real thing? Or it is. No, no, that's a real internet term, like uh, like copying a speech, plagiarism basically, like a like a rubric that you pra- plagiarize over and over and really? use. Yeah. And change, uh, tweak it slightly yeah okay so that's not what I was talking about I was talking about creepypastas which you knew about like, do you remember like Slender Man? Slender Man and there's that website like was it it's like quarantine where like people just like tell the random stories that are just like each one of them is somewhat believable yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like supposed to be accounts but they're all probably fake I hope yeah definitely sound like they all should be fake because it all sounds like a bunch of bullshit nine times did a take you know it's always like a werewolf you know or like it, uh, oh, like a frame for frame description of like Edward Cullen from Twilight and it's like come on. yeah, Like try a little harder please like at least make something with like a octopus face or something. You know what I mean? Like when's the last time you saw a fucking villain with an octopus face? Never. That yeah, read some like H.P. Lovecraft for that. H.P. Lovecraft man. That is a rabbit hole that we can definitely go down. Um. Anyway I'm sorry go on. I want to hear the rest of this. Home- There's like a woman. That- oh yeah that's right. Yeah you're right. I was Go. That's exactly what I was So uh, yeah, that is what she does. So what happened was that she – so they put a security camera. Supposedly it's a security camera footage. It's it's right, It's right. pointing like right at a refrigerator, which is a weird spot to point any kind of security camera at. But I mean I guess it's totally objective to what your fucking house setup is. That's neither there nor there. It's a, it's a security camera footage and there is some kind of weird door above the refrigerator. And like they have shit up there too. Like, it looks like cereal boxes and like uh, something else that's up there. And this door opens, it's a security camera finish in the middle of the night. It's like in black and white, like it's like a like a you know what I mean? Like a night vision thing. And this lady steps out and she comes down. She's barefoot and she's like it looks like a nightgown. She obviously like looks like like skinny and like sickly, almost like a like a like a yeah, almost almost like she's like dead. She's about to die, you know what I mean? Or maybe she is dead, right? I'm not sure if that was a part of the creepypasta. Um but so she comes out of there and then she eats his food and she would eat her food like make like cereal and she would like pull out leftovers and she would just eat them cold and she would but like she would always put it back so she would stick her hands in the food and eat it and supposedly this is a real footage she go she pees in the sink and she, but for the most part she would shit up there you know like is what they found cuz then he found this footage the very next day like the next morning mind you so he's there sitting in his afternoon like clothes right like you ever wake up at 11 Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah, 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 exactly. You're when we go up at 11, and you're just like, you're still barely dressed, you know, like your eyes are barely open, like you haven't even fucking scratched your ass. And he's reviewing this fucking security footage and he sees that somebody came down from this fucking area, like pissed in his sink and ate his food, stuck her dirty ass hands in the food and went back up in this motherfucker. And, and 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 then he called the police and an arrest was made, like a legitimate arrest. They called the police, police came and they showed up and they opened it for him and they safely extracted her, and then she got arrested. This is, again, is this real? I don't know. I have a supercomputer in front of me. I could look it up for all intents and purposes, but I'm not. Yeah, it's better not. I'm not. <laughs> so um, how do we get onto that? How do I start talking about that? Uh, but, Internet, uh, lots you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that story totally kind of erased everything. That <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a thing that I saw a long time ago. How the fuck did we get on this? We could play this back, but I'm not going to. Um, the whole point of my podcast is to do as unedited as the little bit amount of edits and the little bit amount of possible like, you know what I mean? Like like erases. Like I'm not erasing shit. Like this is all going into the fucking episode. I don't know what we were talking about prior to this. I really wish I did. Um, um, we were talking about how we met, and then the Red Horn Genesis eventually, or like the Best Buy Genesis that leads to Red Horn. Got led yeah. to Red Horn. How do we talk about this fucking creepypasta, pasta, though? I almost said copy pasta again. Um, folks, it's uh, seven fifteen p.m. I am approximately one cup or one serving. What would you call a serving of whiskey? How much is that? Like an ounce, two ounces? I think uh, a shot is proper. Two ounces. Okay, okay. so I mean that's definitely a, a nice heavy pour. Redwood Empire Emerald Giant Rye Whiskey. It's the same bottle that I had with Mister Austin Lyles. Um, Mr. Ocelan has actually had me read some of this on the episode because of a certain thing that I won't um, go too much into. But we talked about um, national parks and like National Geographic yeah. and stuff. And this is really interesting. What I the John Muir guy that's that's uh, depicted on this bottle. It is a really good whiskey. What do you think? with a scale from one to ten, I love whiskey. Uh, you're a whiskey drinker. I'm. You're a ca- you're a caffeine drinker. You're a lot of things, Mr. DJ. Uh, yeah, you're a lot of things for sure. You know, I I guess I'm trying as hard as I can not to be dehydrated but I love whiskey and coffee and energy drinks and if I could get away with not drinking water I would <laughs> I like how you put that you, lo- you have a thing for being dehydrated um that's exactly what those things does um so that's hilarious you do drink coffee relatively like you just slammed a monster you got here maybe a third um yeah you got here maybe 30 minutes so ago like monster doesn't do anything anymore like like there's like how many of milligrams of caffeine? caffeine is that? I think it's like 180 milligrams. But like so last year, okay. I remember a Red Horn and I crossed my thousand milligram of caffeine a day threshold for once. I didn't even realize it. Like I had like espresso and then I had energy drink and then I had like a Monster Hydrate, which is, like a weird sub brand of Monster, and then I had like another energy drink later and then like a Nitro Cold Brew, and like that whole day was like wake up. Workout And then I went and like pitched windows for like the whole. So that was my summer job. It was like 110 degrees outside. And Cass is like, how much, how many many milligrams of caffeine And I said, well, let me add it up. And it was, it was over a thousand. Yeah, damn. I have never gotten that close. I think the most caffeine that I've ever drank at one time is like 500 milligrams. Maybe. That's a hard maybe. I definitely don't drink that much caffeine. And like Monster, though, is kind of like, it's not even a... it's not even about the caffeine for the monster. It's just the taste of familiarity. It was, it was my first energy drink. It was – it is high school to me. It is, you know, Hot Topic and <laughs> the Nintendo GameCube booting yeah. up and the, you know, the renaissance of high school DJ <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. yeah. Oh, man, were you into that? Oh, yeah. Dude. I had, like, 500 hours logged in on Melee. No way. Yeah. Man, that was a really good game. That was one of the, like... Yeah, so earlier you said, what, you're 29? You're about mm-hmm. to be uh 30 here soon? The big 3-0. Um, what'd you play on? Did you play on GameCube? Or? <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I played, too. So I'm 24. I'm a little bit younger than you, but I... I, Dude, I fuck with GameCube, Super Smash Bros. Melee, bro. That was the best. Yeah. Like, we spent a... Uh, an insane amount of hours, drinking monsters back then. Yeah. They were the fucking thing. What you did and just playing this shit till six in the morning. Like we saw the sunrise as like a joke. You know what I mean? Like we would stay up so late, we'd be like, "Oh shit, sun's coming up." Oops, we stayed up all night again. Like those were simpler times, man. They were. That was pre-COVID, man. Oh, you it know was. what's funny? We, me and Austin actually brought this up. Um. Yet again, I mean, obviously, this episode isn't going to air too much longer after the Austin episode. But goddamn it, we are still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah, I it mean, is. It is worth noting every time because I want future me and future you that looks back on these episodes that air and put and you know, I, I I I mark my territory on the vast internet's of 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 shit. Like somebody one day is going to look back at this. Like there's a fucking pandemic going on. Yeah. Coronavirus, COVID nineteen, running rampant. Apparently, if you haven't noticed. If, I mean you keep you keep up with news pretty regularly. You're pretty you're a pretty up-to-date guy. The, 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 the virus is surging, quote unquote. The virus is surging and and we have um, no more deaths. But the virus is surging and it's everywhere and we all need to make sure that we're good. And right weeks before the election, our president currently, Donald Trump, gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like all of these things to keep it right in the know. It's so fucking weird solve this as if we all got a little bit of the super soldier serum that he got because he was out in three days he was out in three fucking days man he took a he took a a bus ride in the yukon he like did a moonwalk on stage 74 year old man moonwalk after whatever it is they gave him <laughs> did he moonwalk really <laughs> i want to know what was over in neck and I want, yo did I you see some. his twitter are you on twitter no, did you see his twitter no. right after the steroids Law and order, law and order, dude. I mean, that Twitter rant was amazing. It was a bunch of random, all of it in capital letters. Oh yeah, all of it at a really random time for Washington D.C., which is supposedly where he's at all the time. Like he shouldn't have been awake at this time. I believe I don't remember. I don't recall, but I think this like for D.C. time, it was like midnight. He went on like a forty-minute streak of tweets, all in capital letters, no true definition, no explanation and later we find out he's hopped up on steroids oh yeah and and the super soldier uh, serum that they gave him and, and now they're trying to make it a point. If fat-ass, 70-year-old Donald Trump can kick it, anybody can kick it. But it's like we're not getting half of that stuff. We're not getting half of that. I don't know if it balances out, though, because I know he drinks like 18 Diet Cokes a day or whatever. And he, he eats like two Big Macs. so <laughs> Yeah, I don't, and he watches a bunch of TV, right? Yeah. Like, Dude. Maybe, maybe it's just like all the preservatives saved him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like – it's like embalming fluid. Yeah. He's like a mummified corpse. <laughs> I mean he already looks like shit. He's bald. He wears a hairpiece. He always has this terrible fucking makeup and fake spray tan on, on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, you know the guy. If you took all that stuff away, that guy would look like – you remember that scene in uh, Star Wars whenever they take Darth Vader's mask off? Yes. Yeah, he looks like absolute – he looks like a shriveled up penis. You know what I mean? Like that's what Darth Vader – I mean, granted, in, in, in Star Wars 3, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin falls into a fucking – a lava thing, you know what I mean? Which which is makes what which is like the the story of Darth Vader. So granted everybody would look like a shriveled up dick if that happened to them too. But you shouldn't be the president of the United States and look like that and have to wear this fucking Cheeto outfit. I would like our president to be in shape. I think that would speak volumes. But imagine if The Rock was it. I have Dwayne been... the Rock Johnson. What if Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who by the way I've been saying this for years that the guy is going to run at least one day for years, ever since he was in the fifth Fast and Furious, which, you know, maybe the most perfect movie ever made since the Fast and Furious movie was before that one. But like, <laughs> like I wanted him to run. He gave this great teaser to like, we need a leader. Oh you know, I was God. like, Oh, great. Yeah. It's going to be right. you. It's going to be you. I'll follow you. I'll, I will, I will go to bat for Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And then afterwards it was like, no, he just, he gave Biden and Kamala uh, a shill. There's no lose in that situation for him. So I, I guess I get it. But but I like I like your point. One day it is going to be him. And also I would love for my president to be a like a like a like I want to see him at 5 a.m. Like I see Marky Mark on Instagram. Yeah. Knocking out fucking workouts. The president of the United States. The the person that has to make decisions for the largest and the most powerful military that the world has ever known should definitely have worked out that morning you know what i mean if he's getting a call at 8 a.m he better be he would he better have already ate his first meal you know what i mean drink his fucking muscle milk ate his first presidential meal and took his presidential vitamins and his presidential fucking shoes he had better have thrown a kettlebell around that weighs half as much as he does yeah. I mean, that would Always be it, that too. would be amazing, man. The, the, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's the hardest motherfucking working guy I know, and I don't even know him. You know what I mean? His Instagram is literally him telling you and showing you face-to-face exactly what he's up to. You know what I mean? Like, he should be it. And, and you know, Vice President Oprah Winfrey. You think? Why not? Who's he going to be? Jocko Willink? Dude, Jock, Jocko does that, too. Like, his Instagram, every morning that he gets up and starts his workout, he uploads his watch. Like, a, a snapshot of his watch. That he fucking... It's 3.30, it's 4.30. That black and white... It, it, you, uh, David Goggins, another inspirational motherfucker. You know what I mean? He 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 very famously said that he records himself via a tape recorder during the time when he gets up from bed to the time that he finally puts his shoes on and walks out of his door... To go run, whatever, a fucking half marathon or whatever this yeah. fucking guy runs every single day. And so he, got like the record for most burpees in 24 hours? No, it just, got, uh, it just got beat. Most pull-ups in 24 hours. Okay. It just got beat, Um, I believe, Cameron Haynes. Cameron Haynes' son. Oh, yeah. who is a U.S. Army Ranger, I believe. I he hope did. I'm not butchering that. He recently just did it. Very, very recently. Yeah, very impressive. I forgot his name. I want to say it's like something like Wyatt- I'm probably not right. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm memo. This is why you should be here, bro. Yeah. Because he's the one that would look this up right now. He's that's 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 one of his things. But I'm not gonna do it. it doesn't matter. It got broken recently. But David Goggins um, previously had that record, most pull-ups in a single 24-hour period, which was uh, an, 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 like literally a retarded amount. It was fucking stupid, and it doesn't make sense to try and put your body through it because it averaged out to like. Something like 20 something pull ups every single like hour. Yeah. Which sucks. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Like, that's a hard thing to do. Like, especially. Uh, oh, my God. um uh, David Goggins would record himself on a voice recorder and he would play it back for himself right before he left for his run. And he said that he sounded like a straight. Oh, no, sorry. After he got back from his run. And he said that he sounded like a straight bitch. And I respect the fuck out of that, man. Guys like that that are that willing to push past the line of what you think you can do, those are the motherfuckers that should be making decisions me. You know what I mean? If there's anybody that's going to tell me what to do, how how long to stay inside, if I need to wear a mask, if this fucking thing is even real, it better be a motherfucker that does that kind of shit and calls himself openly a bitch. You know, like, I mean in comparison to what Donald Trump does by just dick stroking on Twitter all day. Yeah. You know? I mean, what like what does how can anybody be against that? How could anybody be against people w- waking up early and getting a fucking workout in and and going on about the rest of their day 100% more clear-minded. I think Donald Trump is part of this this philosophy uh, that is like he created this world where every like every pathway for him at this point now leads to a victory, right? Like he's in a, he's in a, what's the worst case scenario here? Like he loses the election, goes back to being a real estate mogul that has so much leverage that banks can't default on him because then they default on themselves. You know, you know, like it's one of those things where like, he spent a lifetime being kind of, kind of a douche to get to this point where like now then he's, he can't lose. He's, he's married to a supermodel, you know, a supermodel. Uh, you know, Melania's gorgeous. Uh, there's, there's not really a lose point for him. The people who loved him in 2016 still love him. They'll hey, love him man. probably even more if he loses because they'll have the martyr factor going. Right. You know, uh, dude. Th- like another good example of somebody who does that is a uh, world different, but Floyd Mayweather Jr. Like he, he creates a world, and inside of the world, not only is he the protagonist, every outcome leads to his victory. Like he wakes up. At two o'clock in the afternoon every day, sleeps in, it, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, goes to the club, parties till midnight, and then goes straight to the gym and trains until like six a.m. Is that true? Mm-hmm. And so, like, why this, the fuck he doesn't drink or smoke? Nope. this whole world that he created is it, it's his world, and in his world, he makes the rules. and In his world, he wins. He retired, you know, undefeated. I have questions about a lot of those, yeah, but about those fights, th- yeah. But like he, he, still like in his world he won, and that's all he needed. Fifty and zero, right? It's, or yep. fifty one to zero with Conor McGregor? Yeah, uh, yeah, fifty. I think it's fifty. It's with Conor McGregor with, was with fifty Conor, with, with, with Conor. Which was un- an unprofessional fight, but still, I mean, if my opinion counts, he fought one of the baddest fucking MMA motherfuckers. Yeah, he David fought Conor. Conor. He I, fought him and got and got tagged to to be one hundred percent real. Got Conor McGregor landed. On motherfucking Conor, uh, Floyd Mayweather. If it's any consolation, I think that Floyd would last a much smaller amount of time in the octagon than connor could last in a boxing ring. Mayweather was going all out. If Floyd Mayweather got into an octagon where all things are fair, with connor McGregor, the the CEO and owner of the best fucking whiskey company in all of the world, by the way, Proper Twelve. The best whiskey in the entire world. You heard it here first, folks. It is the absolute best fucking whiskey in the world. Um, Conor McGregor would tear that man's face off. Oh yeah. Floyd easily. Mayweather would have his face rearranged easily. Conor McGregor is an absolute savage in the octagon. Undeniably, one of the best ever. I mean, un- unlike K- Khabib Nurmagomedov. Am-, am I saying that right? <laughs> That's close enough. It's close enough. Um, yeah. Just just retired. Yeah. So sad. Loss of his father, beats Justin Gaethje, fucking retires forever. Not the point we're talking about. Um, Floyd Mayweather, 50-0 with Conor McGregor's thing. You have questions about it. Um, you're also a boxer yourself. I am. So you have quite the fucking knowledge about this kind of stuff. Yes. What kind of questions do you have on Floyd Mayweather's record? There's just – so I've seen some of his fights, and I think that if we're, if we're being honest, there's – there's a good Deadspin article on this that explains some of the background of, like, for instance, the Manny Pacquiao fight. Right. So like, Pacquiao fought Mayweather with a, a torn rotator cuff, and that's Pacquiao's decision. He shouldn't have fought him if he wasn't 100%, but there's so much money going into it that you can't back out of a fight once you signed up for once it. Once you said yes. Beyond that, like, Pacquiao applied for an exemption for shoulder pain. He didn't get it. Mayweather used IV, which is illegal, to rehydrate. Applied for an exemption 30 days after the fight, and they posthumously gave it to him. So, an unmonitored IV could have any number of things in it that we know. Really? And they gave it to him. Huh. And why did they give it to him? Well, because it would look really bad if the highest grossing gate of all time turned out to be a sham. Damn, Deadspin wrote an article about this. Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta look this up later. Now, there's beyond that, like, if I was scoring objectively, in boxing scoring, uh, for those that don't understand it, is scored oddly. It's scored in the sense that every every round, there's a winner and a loser. The winner gets 10, the loser gets 9, minus 1 for a knockdown. So you get knocked down, it's a 10-8 round, and then it's added up at the end. Every round is scored in isolation. Uh, so at the end of 10-12 rounds, for, for Mayweather's case, you add up the total amount of points, or, if, you know, of course, knockout notwithstanding. Um, the problem with that is that the judging criteria isn't really geared towards that type of scoring system. It's scored on effective punching, round aggression, ring control. Those are all really vague terms. What do they mean? What? I didn't know that shit. Keep going, keep going, okay. keep going. So, like, like, are you, you might be landing more punches, but right. are you hurting the other guy? Yeah. Are you controlling the space between y'all? Are you controlling where his feet are? You might be pushing the fight, but you might be getting torn up. You know, there are a lot of guys that they would attack. Like, uh, if you watch the Meldrick Taylor uh, Chavez senior fight, one of the greatest fights of all time. Okay. One of the greatest fights of all time. Yeah. Um, Meldrick Taylor has a strong case for that being overturned because he just walks the dog on Chavez's face for like, what is it? It'd be like 35 minutes and 53 seconds. Holy shit. But Chavez just catches him. And like, you could now. Fair to the ref, you could see like Meldrick just like like that punch took his life, you know. Like, but he was still. I mean, he still beat the ten count, but they just they called it off. What? You know, but like that type of thing doesn't tell you who is winning a fight. If if we're gonna call it a fight, right? And so I think that if we say there there are certain individuals who are like they were they were the aggressor, they were hurting Mayweather more than he hurt them. Uh, Marcos Maidano won uh, the Corrales fight um even Chavez or uh not Chavez Sr but Jesus Chavez uh he was coming on he bloodied Mayweather he was coming on he was hurting him whoa you know um but they stopped the fight for Mayweather and I've, I've heard background knowledge from inside about people who were at the ring that night about things that were said shady things um I won't say too much more about it. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I think Mayweather's one of the finest boxers ever. I don't want to take anything away from him. Right, but the same not. thing, nobody gets in this game and gets out clean, ever. Right. It's a dirty game. Very much so. Yeah, because, I mean, you had um, – I forgot that one guy's name who was uh, ended up doing, like, cocaine, like, cross-dressing. Um, oh, uh, De La Hoya? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was – when I remember whenever I was growing up. I remember I was real young, but he was fighting like big names, and like my dad would get the pay per view. Like very fond memories of mine. And then like later on, I I learned that he's doing these wild fucking things. And like he, I mean, the guy got out in a different headspace, obviously, right? Like, uh, actually, yeah, literally, obviously, I'm looking at your eye right now, Mister DJ. I don't have a video aspect set up for this fucking um, podcast, but you actually suffered an injury via yeah boxing, right? You yep. you trained boxing, you know about boxing, you know you're no fucking amateur or or rookie or or just like a what's it called though um a keyboard warrior by any means of the imagination you are a true-to-life boxer yes sir so yeah. uh, what happened to your eye let's say that real quick uh, you have an eye patch you wear an eye patch this past year i got in there sparring uh, i got in there with somebody really sharp I, I got a black eye and i just didn't really think too much of it at the time you know sparring is sparring i expect to get hit I made peace a long time ago with the fact that I'm inside the ring. I'm going to get hit. Yeah, yeah. I got to hit back. Which um, you yeah. But I mean, the next round, I wound up getting in there with somebody who outweighed me, uh, and then he just hit me two times in the eye, in the side of the head, and I could just tell something was off, and my vision split vertically. So I have two images, one above and one below, rather than a conjoined uh, image. So I wear an eye patch to keep the vision straight until I can. Uh, reach the safe watermark of my nerve healing organ and surgery. Damn son. That's crazy, man. So you you took it you took a really good hit. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're I mean how long have you been wearing this? It's been a while, huh? Uh since June. Since June. So probably uh, about uh you know four or five months now. Do you feel like like do you feel like you need to do like bad shit now? Like have you ever thought about robbing a bank? <laughs> you know, like have you ever woken up one day? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I've just been like, I'm gonna do some really criminalized shit today. Uh, not really. Like, sometimes I, I guess I the, the one power advantage of having like a unique character piece, <laughs> let's call it that, it's like a life pieces of flair. Like, if, if life was TGI Fridays, this would be my piece of flair. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess I catch more hot chicks looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you that know. guy's a badass. Like, they, they're, they're looking at the eye of the piece, and I look over at him, and there it is, you know. You don't, you don't catch that as much when you have two eyes, <laughs> right? When you got two, yeah, no one cares when you got two. Yeah. When you've only got one good one, they're like, "What's going on with you? Why exactly. are you so interesting?" Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, uh, are you a big video game player? Uh, not as much as I used to be. Yeah, okay. but like, okay, so okay, that's good actually because back in the day, guess what? Everybody had like an eye scar. Oh yeah. You know, like solid li- literally solid. That was literally about to say that you son of a bitch, which you know all about, man. You're you're a little bit older. And you respect it. MGS man, one of the fucking greatest fucking video game uh, compilations ever, series ever, 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 ever in the history of ever. And that motherfucker. One eye. Yeah. Baddest motherfucker around. Um, that's hilarious, man. That's what I thought too. I'm glad you referenced that whenever I first saw you. I was like, this motherfucker solid snake. Um is that gonna be your Halloween costume or coming right up on it? Well, you know, I thought what about being Dan Crenshaw or Snake Pluskin. I'm not sure which one. From what's that movie called? Uh, Escape from New York, which is essentially MGS. Yeah, it's just, just proto But it's, I, I love Kurt Russell. Dude, he's one of the best. That movie doesn't make dick of sense, but it is one of the best movies to ever watch in the in the history of watching movies. And like now, then too, is it is it that far fetched that like the president would be taken captive inside of New York City where his tower is? And we have to send in a super special ops guy to go get him. Super special ops, bro. <laughs> Kurt Russell, you're the guy, man. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a great movie. Snake Plissken, man. I, my brother, my oldest brother, Marcos, uh, he put me on that movie one time. I told him, I was like, I don't know what that movie is. And he's like, you've played MGS. You know what I'm talking about look, I don't know what you're doing later, but you're going to watch this movie. And he sat me down and we watched the entire fucking thing. And it was great. It was one of the best memories I ever had with him, man. It was hilarious. Um, fuck, dude. Okay, so you got messed up in a boxing ring. Um, prior to that, to so are 29. We talked about that earlier. You've been How long have you been training, like, boxing? Uh, I've been striking. <laughs> yeah, like, martial arts happened ever since I was a little kid. Like, I remember going to, to a nursery and, like, there was this big kid. He used to choke me until I cried. He was like a grade up. Whoa! And he would he would choke me every single like day. Like rear naked, or he just like straddled me yeah, like, like, and just like, like jugular choke. Whoa, jeez! And like he would do it. And then Should he have laughed about that. He would uh no, it, <laughs> it's it, kind of funny. It was like I would beg my my cousins who were there at the same time. Whenever their parents came to pick them up, I, I was always the last kid picked up. I was like, hey, come on, take me with you. I would cry, cry. And one night I woke up in night terrors. And my mom was like, all right, something's wrong. So they found out that was. And we got that to stop. But then, like, a few weeks later, like, somebody tried to abduct me in a Walmart. You're serious. Yeah. And so my mom was like, you've got to learn how to defend yourself. And I was like, I watch Power Rangers, a lot of Walker, Texas Ranger. I'm solid. I got this. Best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best shows ever, dude. She's like, you don't got this. Go. And so, like, I wound up starting started with karate when I was, like, three years old. And then moved to Taekwondo. And then got really, really fat in middle school. You were a fat kid? I was 250 pounds at 13. Oh, but you told me this recently, but you were six foot, weren't you? Yeah, I finished growing at 13. So you were all high. the way at six feet tall, yeah. 200 and something pounds in middle school, 13 in years school. old. Yep. So then what happened after that? Uh, and then like I wound up having Jesus a girlfriend me. and like in like the most – I don't know, the real world MTV type of way, I broke up with her and her best friend's boyfriend was like, I'm going to beat you up, man. And I was like, man, I remember all this karate and taekwondo stuff, but like, I've lost my way. I've become like a ronin (laughs) and I'm like, I should get this back. And so I just, just You I up? did you guys fight? No. Like I was just kind of like, he threatened you. Yeah. He threatened me. I was like, I need to make sure that I will never feel weak ever again. Pretty fucking badass. Nobody's ever going to walk through me. Right. I'll I'll handle the situation for myself. Exactly. That's pretty dope. So you got back into it. You lost all the weight. What do you weigh now? Uh, probably walk around about one sixty eight, one sixty five or one sixty eight. Okay, that's cool, man. That's cool. And and so, do you still train even though you got the busted eye? Oh yeah, I, I was as a matter of fact I was still doing body work until this past weekend, uh, and I just I caught a right hook to uh, the body and it uh, fractured a rib, so I'll, <laughs> I'll have to let that heal for a little bit but oh my god! collection of injuries like uh there's true, no but so 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 i mean all in all how long has it been your training age is what so i mean i've been training seriously since 17 so 12 years now yeah, 12 started here started years. with mma but i'm really really bad at jujitsu. are you really yeah i just give up <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't tap but i just like it. like i'll just i'll play for infinite stalemate or something i'll just like i'll just like like turtle up on a guy's single arm. and I was like, can't up me out one arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for the ref to stand it back up. Right. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um. So, okay. So then back into boxing, you, so you told me earlier before off air per se, um, you're golden gloves champion, golden yeah. gloves champion. What year yeah. was that? Uh, that was 2011 and 2014. It's funny because the 2011 one was rough. Like I wound up, we weighed in that morning. I had to lose weight. So I, re- I remember and it was cold. It was February. I remember putting on a leather jacket and just running outside in this parking lot. Like I just lapped this parking lot to like make weight. Uh, and I was, uh, what was I fighting out then? 130 pounds. Called <sighs> and lanky. Uh, so I, yeah. So I made 130 pounds, showed up. They're like, oh, there's no 130 pound guy for you to fight. I was like, why didn't you tell me this like an hour and a half ago? <laughs> They're like, well, you can fight 135 or you can just take the, take the jacket and I was like, screw that. I want to fight, fight me the 135 guy. They're like, okay. And so they're like, you'll fight tomorrow. We'll give you a buy because we made you run and stuff. And I was like, okay. So then they called He's me there. at like 4 PM and they're like, you're, you're on in like an hour and a half. Where are you? And I was like, are you guys serious? Like I yeah. just worked out and everything like that. So I showed up and I just like outlanded this guy three to one and they wound up giving him the decision. And so we launched a formal complaint. So then for the end of that championship, they brought me in the center of the ring. And they're like, hey, our bad. They gave me my jacket. Shut that was up, like one really? of the most vindicating moments of my life. Damn. All that, that all probably happened in a couple of hours, right? This is 2011? Uh, yeah. It was like over the course of three days because it's a three-day tournament. Damn. Where was it? Uh, that was the Austin one. That was at the big where – they, where they hold Rodeo Austin. It was in that arena. Oh, that's fucking sick, dude. And then for the 2014 one, similar story. Showed up. Had to lose weight. This time I wound up. I had to lose eight pounds in forty-five minutes, and I managed to do that. Jesus Christ! Same day weigh-ins, man. Amateur game is different. Um, yeah, you don't have the time to to you know uh, blow like blow back up. Yeah, same day weigh-ins. You are fucked. So I made weight, and then wound up beat. Like I fought this guy, um, and I just that was the fight I blew my shoulder out on. Um, just throwing so many punches. You said earlier it was like five hundred or something like that. That is a it was a five hundred and twenty-five punches in three rounds. That is insane, man. You're uh that is a very, very interesting. Um I I really respect that. We talked about it earlier, I talk about it again. Um that's really cool. Like I've I've never been I've never been in a situation other than like a regular street fight that requires me to be like having my dukes up, you know what I mean? And yeah. my mind sharp and my eyes focused on something like Street fights hardly count. You know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, you get into an altercation on the street. Like you're under some kind of like you're under the influence of something. Caffeine, yeah, yeah. some kind of, you know, smoke weed on a regular basis. If you drink alcohol all the time, you know, if you're on 6th Street and someone punches you in the fucking face. Um, but with that, with you and your training, your formal training, and obviously tr- like 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 fighting in tournaments and competing, like you are next level sharp. You're next level on. Like, I think I felt on before, but that is next level on. Like, if you don't do the right thing, you get hit in the face. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> so hard, potentially, that you you have to wear an eye patch for a while. You know what I mean? Like, that is – um, what what keeps you motivated in that? Why? Like, why do you keep going back? You've got an eye patch. You've got a busted fucking rib. I know you well enough to know that you're going to be back in the gym Yeah. sooner There's- than not, right? There's – like – I know that I was not for a whole bunch of different reasons from from like eating disorders to a torn ventricle in my heart to all different types of, you know, to uh, what is it? Um, I've got no Lindemann on the right side of my ankle. Uh, you know, like I know that I never was, when I was actively competing, I know that I didn't give it, even, even though I was trying my hardest, I was not doing my best. And it's important to differentiate the two. That is important. And so, okay. like, I want to know that when I'm old or when I'm not old, whenever the end of my life is, that I was at one point the best I could have ever been. Yeah. A really hard pursuit. And that's you winning those championships, right? Like That yeah. was the best. You competed against other people that were training just as hard or not more harder than you. Yeah. And there you go. You came out on top. That's pretty cool, man. That's very interesting. Um, I think that – and I tell this every week. Everybody, like people who I've trained to fight, people who I've been in the gym with, my sparring partners, my teammates, you know, like you don't have to be overwhelming fast or smart or strong, but you do have to be overwhelming. At the All end right. of the day, that's what gets you there. And is there, I'm, you know, what's funny is that you're pretty quiet about this. You know, like, I've known you for a while, and I've never heard about this other than, like, semi-recently, like, did I start to put pieces together for me? Like, you don't talk about it. Like, you were a tank top of a boxing gym. Uh, yeah. What's that one? Uh, Lord's Boxing Gym. I know. Yeah, cool. That's a, a dope. I like that shirt a lot. So, despite the fact that it's from a local boxing club, um, it is actually just a really nice shirt. Uh, like, other than that stuff and, like, the eye patch and maybe, like, the the maybe sometimes bruising, like, you're pretty quiet about it. You don't, it's not, the, you don't, like, go to a bar and be like, hey, I'm DJ, I'm a boxer. Like, I, yeah. you know, that's, that, I think that's interesting because it's, um, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm just kind of, like, riffing here. Like, when somebody's really into something, like, really into something. Obviously, you know, Mr. Austin Lyles, who was on the podcast. Like, yeah. he had this thing about him. Where even though he's, in my opinion, pretty good at the couple of things that he's really interested in, he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't know what I mean. He doesn't want to like. He doesn't want to scream to you about his guitar making or his 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 um, knife making or his other cool photography stuff. Like he is silent in it. Is it is it humble? Is it, is that I guess what I'm looking for? I think that's part of it. I think it's part of it. But okay, so let me finish my thought and my rant. Like. There's something about those folks that are really into something. One thing usually. At least, man, you'll never catch them just, I'm the best, I'm so fucking great, I'm so awesome, I'm do this all the time. It's always like the fakes, the lames, right? Like the people that don't stick with it, that are so loud about it. Like like the people, you remember whenever CrossFit was huge? I mean CrossFit just finished up, cross like the CrossFit games just finished. I still follow it pretty loosely. Um, but I follow it, you know. I was cfl and certified a while back, so I still follow it. And I still like it. But I remember, and obviously you remember to a degree. This, the, at a the time, whenever everybody was doing it, everybody, it's like it's like famously said, like yeah, everybody used to do CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> because because six months in, you were like, I can't do this shit. This shit's hard, right? Like this, my knees hurt. <laughs> I didn't think CrossFit was just like not wants like <laughs> didn't have to date right because, yeah it wasn't required it wasn't required at all yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Austin is uh, so like there's there's two I can't speak for Austin um, but like for me it's always been like I've never never felt like I have a reason to brag because I've never felt like I've arrived I've always felt like there's room and now that I'm looking back you know with the retrospective lens I know that there was there was always room to be, to be and to do better and I have no right to brag over something that has so much room for improvement. I don't like what I see. It was never enough, you know, and, and if I could do this until the day I died, I would, and I, you know, you know but, um, you know, it, it's never going to be enough. And that pursuit, that finding out more, doing more, waking up a little earlier, staying up a little later, these sacrifices that you see, that everybody sees, athletes do on a regular basis. There's a lot for me personally. Just like there's a lot that's so have not only obviously respect for it, but like I have so many questions in that. Like, like imagine, like let me put it this way. Like, imagine if you could have LeBron James here right now. Yeah. They just won the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. That's his third team. That's like his eighth win. It's like his seventh Finals MVP. Something like that, I, I fucking suck at sports statistics Because I only, again, loosely follow that too I don't really follow anything that closely But LeBron James is yeah. One of the fucking best yeah. Man, I mean, the one of the best Ever, rest in peace Kobe Bryant But Kobe Bryant almost Is is outworked by this guy Kobe Bryant, the black mama The guy that everybody respected is the one that outworked it LeBron James is showing us That he is outworking the competition Because that motherfucker isn't slowing down he literally just won. Everybody, everybody said five years ago that he was too old to keep going, and he just won again. So okay, so there, so sorry. Let me not get too excited. So back to my kind of question, my my idea. If you had LeBron James here right now, and you get to ask him about all his greatness, I mean, you can talk here for hours. Oh yeah. Cause you want to ask him, man. How do you feel about eggs? <laughs> you know what I Maybe mean. I mean they- I his brain about- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, nutrition. What do you eat? The fuck do you do, man? What do you When you wake up, do you drink water? Do you fucking, you know what I mean? Like, are you slamming Cokes like President Trump? Are you watching CNN at all? Like, do you watch Fox News? Like, what do you do, man? What time do you wake up at? Why isn't your Instagram a little bit more active? Like, man, like, these guys, like, that pursuit of greatness, that pursuit and, – and not always greatness, man, because, like, obviously, like, you, like, yeah, you won, not saying that you weren't great. But, like and, – and not to extrapolate you to LeBron James, but that pursuit of greatness is rare. Yeah. And although you found a certain niche in that you did it for a while and you still do to a degree, LeBron James hasn't turned it off. He's been yeah. playing fucking basketball since he was, like, eight you is that uh, yeah? You can't turn it off, and that and that just proves it. Hello. Hello. A hey, small break in the podcast. What's up? How you doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's best. Be Thanks. Cool. Thanks. Oh, hey. You got me a beer. What? The very bottom right Sorry, DJ, I wanted to drink. It's okay. You're gonna be I'll stick with this whiskey. Yeah, it's delicious. It's right here. You like it? I'm glad. The live oak? Live oak. It's very, very bottom. Right side. Yeah, yeah, it over here. yeah that, that's fine. I, I don't care. Honestly. I'll eat a cold. Austin did this really cool thing. Whenever we first started our podcast, he like tapped it a couple times and cracked it in a really cool way. It sounded really cool on the recording. And I'm just overall really jealous of how cool of a guy Austin Lyles is. Yeah, he's got a lot of cool tricks. Because he makes guitars, you know. He makes guitars knives. Nice. He's great at Call of Duty. I want him to get me a bow. I told him I want a bow because I want to go bow hunting. You know what's crazy is before bow hunting was cool, which is argued if it was ever cool. <laughs> I Is it argued that it's ever not cool? Like you get to wander through a forest and find an animal and do battle with it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just got to frame it right. <laughs> That's a, I've never heard it that way. Um, but that's that's a pretty good. way. To, oh, yeah, cheers, By the way, sorry, I usually see this. Oh, uh, yeah, get the, get the Yeah, not microphone. There you go. There we go. Cheers. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Um, so, I used to have cousins that would do uh, bow hunting stuff. Um, I would uh, we'd go to Mexico and hang out. They would always he always had a really nice truck, and I think he worked in the oil rigs. He was an older he was an older guy. Like, he was, um, well, not even, actually. I was just young, and he was, like, 19. He didn't, like, figure out a job, so he went to the oil rigs, got a bunch of money, got a nice truck, got a nice house, got married, had a family, and then started bow hunting. Almost immediately afterwards. Like, it was, like, a direct line of things. And I, I never forget every single time I'd see him, which is pretty often. I'd go to Mexico and hang out with him on a pretty regular basis. And um, I would try and pull that bow. I fucking, for the life of me, couldn't. And... Semi-recently, I pulled, like, a real, like, a, a bow that was, like, like it was way, like, it was somebody's, like, they use it on a regular basis. And I pulled it, and I, 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 there was one of those, like, like, it was kind of, like, that thing where it's, like, you, like, if you and your dad played basketball, but yeah. your dad always beat you. Yeah. And then you grew up, and you finally beat your dad. You know what I mean? You beat your dad. Like, that was, like, that for me. Like, I pulled this guy's bow, like, all the way back, and I was, like, and, and even in my head, I was, like, well, that was easy. <laughs> and there right was like now. there was this uh, you, you played video games before like I felt like I'd leveled up you know what I mean like I felt like I completed a quest I was just like that fucking bow whenever I was seven years old didn't stand a chance now doesn't stand a fucking chance now man like you um, I fucking did it man yeah I, uh, I chased greatness Um, how the fuck did we get to bow honey? uh Talking about Austin Lyles. Austin Lyles is a badass motherfucker who's going to get you a bow. Um, yeah, I, I guess you're literally in the perfect area to get into bow hunting because you could probably literally go hog hunting, hog hunting in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you could go north for 20 minutes in a straight line. I feel like what I need is like, proper bow hunting is, like, is not a hog for me. Proper bow hunting is like me in, like, some douchey way, like, packing up and going to Kodiak Island and hunting a bear with a bow. <laughs> i like, I like, you know, like, after that, you're just kind of done. You're, like, I triumph everything over this, over, like, the apex land predator. I remember one time, a long time ago, somebody told me that bears are, like, dogs. They're just, like, really big dogs. And I never questioned it because I had never seen a bear in real life. So I just kept that image in my head. And then one day... Not that long ago, I saw a picture of a dead bear that had moved into this guy's farmland and was just tearing apart his livestock. And he killed the motherfucker and then posed next to it. And it looked like a father with a newborn baby. Yeah, they're huge. In front of it. And I mean, this animal was the size of a vehicle, like the size of a like sedan, like a Nissan Ultima, you know what I mean? Like this these things are massive animals, huge, unbelievably big. polar bears. Unbelievably big. Don't fuck with bears. Like why the fuck is it DJ that what is it that lives inside you that tells you to that that there is something in you? There is a burning sensation inside you to learn and master bow hunting. To go and fuck with one of the literally, you just said yourself, apex land predators. I guess you know, I wouldn't say that it's like a, it, it, It's like it's on the list of things I gotta accomplish, but it's. I don't know, it's it's not the list of things you right, gotta accomplish. Somewhere behind a boxing championship and ballroom dancing with the princess. <laughs> so it's like it's on the list, but it's. You not got one like, of those done. Yeah, I got one of those done. <laughs> oh man um but yeah I would uh, it'd be interesting you gotta like you've gotta know that like you know like of all the situations that line up you're like okay if I handled that what else can I handle what right. else can I do how else can I push myself how change be- it that pursuit man that LeBron James shit bringing it right on back LeBron James uh, or a lot of like even even at like the most maybe infantile or juvenile reduced level like watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z growing up. And my, my fiancée, she's always like, well, what is it with boys in Dragon Ball Z? And, like, and I was like, you know, I had to sit back and like, I'm going to philosophically break down DBZ <laughs> here, which I still watch. Yeah, great yeah. show. It's I don't like, watch it that often, but yeah. It's like the whole story is is broken down. And basically, where you start in life has no bearing on when you where you end up. And that hard work and attrition can overcome any obstacle, no matter what it is. And that in the end, a man's friends are there for him. And I was like, "How could you not be into a story like that? How could you not be into a story like that? It is like the the, I mean, somewhat typical, but somewhat also missing in today's world. Like, minus like the Avengers, like that hero archetype, like it doesn't exist anymore. Like yeah, there is it. hardly anything that is seriously focused on in the youth that that focuses on that shit. Like, what is, what do the what do kids have these days? When's the last time we talked to like a thirteen-year-old? Yeah, like what do they look up to? Right." You know what I mean, TikTok stars. What's their mythol What's their mythology? Right. What's their logos? Like, what's their what's their belief in what 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 higher powers? Like, is it in the Goku's? Is it in the the Yugi of Yu Gi Oh? You know, is it in the who else? Name another one. Come on. Um, um, Ash Williams Pokemon. There you go. Like, is these things like do do you have one of those like? Probably not, man. Like that stuff is so. So, so you have kids, don't you? Yeah, a three and a seven year old. Dude, yes. Like you teach them. I'm sure you teach them. You school them the fuck up on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like we'll watch. We'll watch a lot of things. Uh, I, you know, I get yelled at a lot of times because, like, I, my dad would always just watch like bad USA action movies. And like, so I just grew up watching bad USA action movies, like Arnold, Van Damme, Stallone. I was like, this, like Those that, to me dance. is what a man what looks like. Talking about it. right? Yes, like, I've dude. got like maybe that's why I want to hunt a bear. What I was like, like, I feel like Arnold would be able to take a bear, dude. Could can? Yes. Yeah, so right? so for it sure, can Arnold can. Yeah, dude, somebody can do it for sure. And I'm like, so you know, everything I watched I was like this is the important lesson to take from this, you know, and the little guy. Three-year-old made it, like, I don't know, about 40 minutes into Tombstone before he walked away. So that's that's the way. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, I mean, who's the, a, who's the, the main star in that? Uh, Kurt Russell. No, it back, I was like, isn't that Kurt, Kurt Russell. fucking Russell, dude? <laughs> Tombstone is one of the best fucking movies ever, man. You know, you know what I just saw again recently? Uh, Wild Wild West. Like, uh, Will, Smith. Will Smith, dude, yeah, bro. I fucking love those movies. And you know what's funny is I remember I watched – um, I, I shit you not. I remember I watched Tombstone when I was about like maybe 10. Yep. Randomly I woke up in the mid- literally in the middle of the night and I had nothing else to do. I knew I wasn't going to sleep and I had a TV in my bedroom, which was a dumb mistake on my parents' part. And I turned it on and sure enough, yeah, it must have been like AMC or USA or something like that. Or maybe it was like IFC. You remember IFC? Yeah. yeah I used to fucking – I used to – Oh, my God. I would literally highlight things in the TV guide in the newspaper for fucking yeah. IFC. They're just random movies that I wanted to watch. It was, like, literally what birthed my love for horror movies, like, you know, Friday the 13th and stuff like that and, and, and the Freddy Krueger films and stuff. Uh, that's besides the point. Um, and I watched Tombstone. I remember I watched that movie and I thought, holy shit, this is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever you seen in my entire life. And then, you know, what's funny is that not long after that, Wild Wild West came out and I saw that and I was like – this is one of the dopest movies ever. Like crazy dope. Like I never would have extrapolated Cowboys into like weird futuristic robotic fucking steampunk. steampunk. Yeah. Like, Like dude, oh, my God. That movie is so wild, man. You, you know what's funny? I, I, I got to bring this up. The, my producer got a memo. His, one of his, I'm so so sorry, guys, I do not remember the name. I think I forgot the name last time too. But they run a podcast that literally is all about like movie, like not critiques per se. But they like watch movies, like random movies, and they just watch it and they just they they just give the review like oh this is cool and this happened and like and they love film. They're a part of like the, the Austin Film Society. Okay. You know, and they make like individual films. Like they're really they're all really cool guys, man. They're they're super dope and, and they do shit like that. Like I hate that I get onto these tangents all the time because I don't know about you. I love Love, love, love. Have a deep rooted love for like classic films like that, like Tombstone, like old school USA, IFC, Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're great, dude. I mean, all of that shit. For me, you hit a really like I don't know, maybe it's because I've been drinking or whatever, but you hit a spot for me, man. Like that shit for me is is beyond the LeBron James of excellence and the beyond the boxing, beyond the 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 the, the achievement I unlocked for fucking pulling back a, a bow, a the bow hunting bow. Like that shit right there, man. That those films, those those stories, man. You know what I mean? They might have been whack, but they were dope, man. They were so good. They're like the way we communicate, right? Like I think that you know it's not surprising stories, movies are the you know I'm not gonna say easy in the turn in the way of like easy to create, but easy to tell. Way to communicate thoughts and feelings. Yeah, yeah. However, we assimilate that to our own personal view. Uh, is how we go about doing our life. And, you know, like, I have my, like, eight perfect movies ever made. And, like, every movie that I see, I measure against one of those eight, depending (laughs) on the genre. And, like, so far, nothing has touched them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last to be added to the list was, like, in the 90s. So, you know, like... uh, Have you ever watched the movie, uh, The Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, yeah. Dude. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, man. I mean, literally. One of the absolute fucking undeniable best movies of all fucking time and you mention that name and people are like Josie Wales Like, what the fuck are you talking you know what I mean yeah. like people legit like they look at you like they just smelled shit like you ever smelled like hot shit you have kids obviously you smell hot shit diapers <laughs> you smell that and you're like what the fuck like damn what the fuck happened here like you you mentioned that movie and people are like I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and I mean one of the best movies ever Clint fucking Eastwood man, in his prime in his prime dude man like oh. Clint Eastwood had so many movies where he was like he was like the badass and then he had so many movies where he was like goofy and it was like one of the two was gonna take off one and I'm glad that I'm glad that the badass one did cause we get so much more from culture but like have you ever seen Every Which Way But Loose or Any Which Way You Can I don't think so where he's like he's like a bomb street fighter with a pet orangutan who drives a truck around <laughs> You know like like I kinda like that story though. Like, like <laughs> how, cool would it story. Be. how cool would it be to live on the streets and to be fucking you know what I mean to fucking yeah. have a pen orangut thing that drove me around, man. That'd be fucking dope. Of course the would film, man. That's awesome. Oh uh, you ever seen the movie uh, American Psycho? Oh yeah. Yeah, one of the of most one of the most horrific scenes ever when he talks to the bum. He's talking to the phone oh, and yeah. he's like telling him, he's like asking him questions. He's like, you'd be better if you quit fucking around. You got your life. He throws money at him. He's like, you got to get clean. You got to stop living like this. And he's telling him and the guy's like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like it, it may, may have been the very first time this fucking homeless person ever verbally heard the words. "Like Get your life together. Potentially inspiring this guy, like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Thank you for the money. I'm um, get my leg And he fucking stabs him. He stabs him to death. He stabs him right. He's like, oh, like he like fucking shims he, can, he can yes. He shifts him to death, and then just walks off. I mean, this fucking psycho. What a. We just recently saw the movie again, which obviously you see my setup. I love my setup. I love my movie setup, and it it's the fucking dopest of the dope. I watched that movie here for the first time. I've never seen it here on this setup. And it was just, like, I was literally, I was, like, I couldn't get, I, it's, like, like, a little kid, you know what I mean? Whenever you're all the way close up on the thing, like, it's a fucked up movie to do that to. But American Psycho is one of those films that, like, it speaks volumes to me. It speaks volumes to me because, like, I've been in service industry almost my entire life, and I feel like I've met these motherfuckers. guys like You that? know, yeah, man. I feel like I've shook hands with these guys where I'm, like, you're a fucking weird guy, man. Like, you're cut... From a different cloth, like that whole monologue he goes on about his skincare routine. Yeah, um, do you remember that? Yeah, he's talking about ex- literally exactly how he does his face routine, like the peel that he has. That whole monologue, like I mean, obviously, like notorious in film. But I've met dudes like that, and they're just there, like this thing in their face, like they're just they're. They're gone, man. They have they have none of that LeBron James in them. They have none of that pursuit of anything great. Like they're just they're just bored. They're bored with it, man. I mean, fuck, dude. So that movie, movie. Are you of the, the theory that the whole movie existed in his head, or do you, you think he actually did it? I think it. Everything existed in his head. Okay. Because he talked about his he talked about his therapist. He talked about the psychiatric drugs he was on. He talked about how he, uh, he you know there, there was the whole thing about. You've got to realize in those scenes whenever he was walking around how you heard the music. You remember that? I don't know if you remember that. It is a smaller, finer detail where he's walking around <coughs> in the office and he's got headphones on. And instead of you hearing, like, the office hubbub, you hear his music. Hear his music. Why? Because it's telling you from a perspective. In the, in the monologues, you don't ever see him mouthing the words because he's thinking all of it, right? It's all thoughts. It's all it, – and and that's and there's a fine line between it. And there is a possibility of, like – there is those – the cuts are made specifically in the movie for like this is now in his head and this is before. Like the perspectives that they give you, that's the, one of the theories of the movie, which I'm glad you know about. Um, and yeah, man, I, I mean I think it was all in his head. And I think that there is some – I mean he, and he talks about like the, that, the, the psychiatric drugs and stuff and then like the ending scene with the lawyer. Remember yeah. that where the lawyer well, is de- denying everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you have, you're not talking about the same thing I am. That's not what happened. This isn't funny anymore. I need to walk away. So it's like, was that him covering his corporate ass? Or was it him literally being like, hey, man, um, you're scaring me. Right. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to go sit down over there. You're so-and-so because he calls him a different name. Remember? He calls him Jared Leto's character. Which yeah. I forgot the name of his Do you remember his name? The yeah. He calls him Jared Leto's character, which supposedly he kills. Yeah. So it's like, is what's what's the name of the actual character? What's uh, Christian Bill? It's like is Patrick Bateman real? Or is it Jared Leto's character that's real? The Patrick, yeah. Or is He's it exactly, 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 exactly. And does he kill that? Yeah, it's 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 fucked, man. It's and but that's that's why I watched it that way, man. It's like I think about that shit all the time. Like Believe it or not, I'm at Redhorn. I'm not I'm not shitting on you, Redhorn. I swear to God, John, Chad, if you hear this, I'm not shitting on you guys at all by saying this. <laughs> I'm so sorry guys. But like I think about that shit. I see people all the time come in for their coffee, for their beer, for pickup, for not pickup, for they're gonna hang out here for a while. How many of these fucking freaks? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are, are are on psychiatric drugs and are high. For all intents and purposes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're high. They're on a different wavelength. They're doing something else in their brains. It's the NPC effect. It's the NPC effect, you motherfucker. You brought it up for me, dude. It's like you read my mind. Yeah. Wow. yeah. What do you know about the NPC effect? Uh, so, so, mutual friend of ours, Abraham Hernandez, always used to tell me, like, he goes into his, he went into his job and, like, he would get frustrated with the service industry, people's... Uh, you know extraneous demands that seem petty and really pretentious. And so he's like, what if I just treat every chari- what if I just treat every person as just a different character in a game that I interact with? <laughs> and he's like, it really chilled me out. It, you know, like Abe, I'm not sure how much you know, but like doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, never has, I never knew that. No. Yeah. Like totally straight edged. Um I super, did super not know that. Particular about his nutrition. Um he's like, what if I just treat it as like I'm in a really big game, and I just have to solve for victory. And Does I, he still have long hair? Oh, yeah. It's still super long? Yeah, it's his Samson locks. He his his hair there. is beautiful. It, it is. Was always, it's always been beautiful. You said the nutrition thing, and now it makes right. sense, because that hair was beautiful. Oh. Wow. Okay, so. He's like chasing Gaston's record, for how the eggs, he eats like a dozen or two dozen eggs a day. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh-uh. Like, H-E-B, like, 36 eggs? Like, the big box? Yeah, I can, like, take them and crack them in a blender and put in some protein powder and slam it. She didn't do it. Ew. (laughs) It goes down smooth. No, it does not. I tried that shit. It does not go down smooth. That's fucking disgusting. One thing I'll always give him, he's always been able to disassociate the difficulty of a thing in order to complete it. I've always given him credit for that. (laughs) <laughs> from from every, like I and like not just about like fitness industry. I remember being at like a friendsgiving Halloween party for him. and like you know like I was looking for Mrs. Wright. He had found Mrs. Wright, but he's like trying to hype me up. He's like, watch this, and he goes and he's just like <laughs> he goes over. And he hits, tries to hit on three girls at once, and like I don't know how he did it, but he was able to do it. He like challenged them all to like some sort of isometric squat exercise. And he got them to all play along for like three minutes. I don't know how he did it. So like I walked over was like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "Oh, we're all doing this. You should, you should join in." And okay. I was just like, "I felt so weird doing this." And afterwards, he's like, "What was my lose?" Like I never see any of them again anyway. It almost worked, didn't it? Oh my god, Abraham, <laughs> my boy, dude, you gotta get us hooked up again, man. I gotta hang out with this motherfucker, dude. I gotta talk to him, yo, dude. That's hilarious. Man, what a fucking guy, dude. How did we get on him? Um, the difficulty of a thing. Uh, disassociate. Oh, uh, um, the the uh, like the like NPC effect. Oh, yes. He told you about it. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yes, you have a better memory than I do. I've never been able to do it. I respect people who are able to do it. The NPC thing? Yeah. Um, I... Man, I've got to tell you, man. Honestly, I, I do a, I do a pretty serious uh, level of that on a regular basis. Uh, for me, I have to – like I'm a – believe it or not, I'm a pretty emotional dude. Um, I react emotionally to a lot of things. I just have it under wraps. Like I'm and, – and it sucks because there is like a – it's like a – it's, it's no longer just a fine line that I that I walk that is teeter-tottering on being too emotional in a situation and being too, like, plain and, like, logical or whatever, like, cold and calculated. Um, it's no longer that. It's, like, it's just the cold and calculated shit. You know what I mean? It's just me selling people, like, um, short, essentially, you know, like, not giving them, like, their, their full kind of uh, their full attention. Like, I just shut it off. Just so like, I'm done. I don't like you and you're whatever you're gonna fucking say doesn't matter. I'm treating you like I, I love Skyrim. Do you ever play the game Skyrim? I haven't. Dude, are you fucking serious, man? No, I love I had, that I had game. a roommate that played for like Dude, 36 hours a weekend straight. I love, I love that game so much. It's one of my absolute favorite games. I actually might play it tonight just to fucking relax. It's a phenomenal game, but I've been playing it for years. And one of the things about it is that one of the things that I always remember is I'll go to a town again, right? Like Because it's a, it's a it's a, big game, and you kind of go from town to town finding quests to do. And I remember what those people are going to tell me. I've played the game so much, I remember what's going to happen. Oh, this guy's going to come up here. This guy's going to do that. And when I go to work sometimes, I have this weird fucked up thing in my head where I'm like, This guy's coming. It's, you know, it's 9.14 a.m. He's going to be here in less than two minutes and he's going to ask for the same coffee with the same thing in it and I'm going to put it together and I'm going to hand him it and he's going to try and fucking bullshit about the weather. You know what I mean? Like I have it down to like a science. Again, no fucking beef on my previous employers of Starbucks or the other places that I've worked where this has happened because it's never happened at Red Horde. Um, and, uh, and, and I, and I live this thing and I see it and it happens. And I'm like, and like, there's always this thing that happens afterwards, right? It's just like, it's like a sigh. It's like of defeat. It's like, uh like it happens again. Like today is day 119. You know what I mean? Like, and it has never stopped. I'm a numbers guy, you know, like believe it. I journal a lot, man. I write some of this stuff down Yeah, I'm like this motherfucking guy Came into this joint again And got this thing and did this thing And said this thing I don't know this guy's last name But every day he pays An exact change You know know what I mean Like He's never failed man He's never not come He's here all the time That's that NPC shit man I think you gotta set up too Like Red Horn Did you ever know Reno? I know. I only heard stories. I, I, I. Sorry. Let me backtrack. I've met him. Okay. And I know him, to a degree. I don't know him personally. I've never hung out with him. So, so Reno is great. Uh, You know, like, like he's like, like if you could create the perfect bartender, it would be Reno. Like he's, like for one thing, he's like an ordained minister, a theology and philosophy student. (laughs) Just like wound up deciding one day that he wanted to be a brewer. It was like his calling. Wow, and really? He, like, yeah, he, like, helped build a ton of the stuff around Redhorn and anything. Uh, you know, like, I he has, like, his his philosophy blog that we used to update, Great Read, if you want to go back through it. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. And, like... got get him on the podcast. It, it, well, he, like, for one, I'm sad because he was our, he was my dungeon master in dra- Dungeons and Dragons. Um, not a BDSM thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he moved to Colorado mid-story, and I never got to finish my, uh, my campaign. But... Reno, if you're out there, uh, you know, like he was like, have you ever wondered what happens when somebody comes in? And you just exchange pleasantries, like, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Or what's new? Nothing. You know, like, <laughs> what happens if you just like decide, like, hold on a second, I want to tell you about how bad my day has been. <laughs> and I always really respected Reno for that. <laughs> and that kind of was like the cognitive bias of like, you know what? No, that's true. Always for me, I've never been happy with that response. I was like. Hold on a second. I've, I've got these characters that reoccur in my life, and, like, that one's a villain. Like, that one's, oh my, that God. one's my assistant. This is maybe an escort mission. Like, they, you know, like, it's true. I've just never been able to, like, make peace with it. I was like, this is stupid. I hate this. Dude, it happens, man. Me and Medium <laughs> got something alike. i got to get that motherfucker on the podcast. Uh, Medium has something alike, man. I, I think about that <laughs> shit, dude. It, it, it happens, man. I've never played D&D. Okay. Uh, I've never played D&D, but I've always I've always heard really good things. Neil, you know Neil. Yeah. He plays D&D currently. Okay. Uh, he's, like, balls deep in it, man. He loves that shit. It's he, good. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, man. Uh, Skyrim and Fallout is probably, like, the geekiest things that I, like, really geek out over. You know what I mean? Like, um, MGS, uh, Old Son of the Hedgehog. Yeah, uh, TMNT, uh, okay. the original Spider-Man like series and comic books, like I'll geek out about those things, but like that doesn't give like, no one gives a fuck about that. Like D and D's in. What was the other one? Minecraft. What's the other one? What's the other one that's like a? It was like a PC game back in the day. Um, Zelda. Um, no, I like that game. It's um, a PC game, bro. Oh, PC game. Um, uh, it's kind of like Minecraft. It's kind of like it's kind of like World of Warcraft. It got kind of popular again. It only ran on Mac computers. It's not Dungeons of Dragons. Man, my friends, Mike Sebastian and Logan Dardar would be real mad at me right now because they play that shit. Fuck, I lost it, man. There was a game that was on PC only and it was like this poorly put together, like it looked like a two-bit game, and it's like it's all about like you remember those games that's like you have to mine gold? and oh, yeah. Builds up like a like a like a soldier's like fucking armory um, and then like a the you know what I mean? yeah exactly it's like all that shit but it's like it's like a super long form version of that. I forgot what it's called, man. Um, it's like the Age of Empires, some Age of Empires shit, kind of, but like uh, it's like the original one. So, anyways, I don't geek out about a lot of stuff. So D and is always one of those ones that I'm afraid that I, I'm upset at myself for missing out on. Yeah, like my character for D and D was just like. It's great because you get to either, you can take two stances. You can kind of like create everything that you're not somehow, or you can create everything that you are or want to be as a character. And so I chose the latter. So like, I don't know, like my character started off as this barbarian, like this brutish thug, essentially, who winds up having this theophany, kind of like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. (laughs) And like Reno let me do it. And I, I was always really grateful for that. And I did everything. I was just like, all right, what would his workout playlist be? You know what? What lets me become this character more fully? <laughs> oh my god! I gotta be man. Give me a second. Fuck, right. dude! Ugh. Oh my god! It's going great. Oh my god, DJ, this is so fucking fine, man. This is going awesome. <laughs> All right, did you keep the uh, guests entertained? Uh, I just uh, had a piece of gum, so probably not. People <laughs> <laughs> just heard you chewing a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, man, we've been going for an hour and 18 minutes. Um, so it's awesome. Let's. Uh, you said you have a hard out at when? Uh, probably about eight forty-five. Oh, we're getting up there. We're getting close. Um, cool. What, what time? is it? It's eight twenty-two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's no worries, man. I mean, that's totally cool. You can, you can get out of here whenever you want to. Um, I did want to get into something though, um, if I can be quite frank. Um, you said something really interesting um, yesterday. We got talking about the red horn. I was hanging out, got off shift. You were there with the boys. Uh, Mr. Neal showed up, which as you already know, actually, you you have a special uh, view on this. You actually spoke to Mr. Neal um, O'Malley before he came on to my very first podcast, which was um, notoriously, uh, it didn't go well. Right. <laughs> you spoke to him beforehand. Um, So you have a special idea on kind of what happened? Uh, do you actually mind? Can you close that door? I'm so sorry. You put the mic down. Yeah. Can you for close sure. the door Just yeah. Thank you so much. It's bothering me that I could see like the light through it. Fucking heaters on. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's cold in Texas today. What the fuck? What's the weather's right now? Um. That's bullshit, man. It is. I hate this shit. I live in Texas for a reason, man. I fucking hate it's yeah, it's 39 degrees. Just updated my phone. 39 degrees in Austin, Texas, 824 p.m. Fuck that, dude. That's yeah. a bunch of bullshit. It is. Um, okay. Back to what I was saying. Um Okay, so you knew Neil, you know Neil. You talked to him before the podcast. Yesterday we were hanging out after shift. I was having a couple beers, I was feeling loose, Neil shows up. Which I thought was hilarious. Uh, first time I see him since the podcast. No beef. We're friends. I'm I'm very good friends with Neil. a uh, lot of lot of love for that guy. I mean, it really is. One of my sadly he's one of my best friends um, because we we fight so much more than what we get along. And so insane. It. Um but we were talking and you said something that was very interesting that caught my eye. And so I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Um, you said that the top fifty percent of income earners in America, if I'm not mistaken, pay the Like 90% of taxes? So like the top, it really is more, that's a true statement. That is Uh, a true statement. That's a true statement. Induct or deductively inside of that statement, really it breaks down to, I think, as of 2017, like the top 1% pay 90% of federal taxes. As of 2017, the top 1% of people pay 90% of federal taxes. So what the fuck did the other ninety nine percent pay? I mean, they pay their they pay their share, but it's just you know the the total amount of wealth is allocated to the minority, not the majority in this country, and therefore the the minority wind up paying the most amount of taxes. I mean, that's just how a progressive tax system works. Um, I am too fucking stupid to understand. Economy and taxes and and jobs and stuff like that. You could, yeah. It's just, just no more. Okay. Um, oh, jeez. another beer. Um. By the way, just Slam Day. A what's this? Uh, big bark amber lager. Ooh, said that weird. Big bark amber lager, a Vienna style lager beer from Live Oak. I'm um, pretty happy about that beer. And then drinking one of my absolute favorites. You're not a big beer drinker. Yeah, it just... Uh, you hang out at one of the best craft beer joints in the entire nation. And you don't drink a lot of craft beer. But they're also one of the best craft coffee places in the entire nation. I hey. drink a lot of craft coffee. Um, Willen from Brazos Valley Brewing. It's a Mosaic Pale Ale that I stand behind. Um, 100%. It's one of the best beers that I've ever had. Um, I'm a big light beer fan right now. I fucking slam this shit it's so good it's supposed to be sober October but I fucked it up I started my podcast so fight me you know what I mean I remember being in a as a kid and I thought beer was bad for you and I remember walking up to my Theo you know, oh it is finest a like, like like myself and I'm like Tio chavar- beer is bad for you and he sat me aside and just calmly and explained to me that because it was light beer it wasn't <laughs> 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 and then he went on to drink a whole bunch of Bud Light I always loved them. <laughs> That sounds like a good man. that is a good man. I, I bet he I bet he could cook out. A oh yeah. yep. carnassada. Yep. that's my man right there. Um, so um I didn't really want to get into too much into so as I, I preface i'm I'm a big moron. I don't fucking know shit about like economy stuff, economic stuff, business stuff um, but I did want to get bring into bring in something um, I just found out recently that the WHO – who is the yeah. main, like, um, advisor, per se, of, like, coronavirus response. Yeah, well, World Health Organization. The World Health Organization just um, announced that in America, the lockdown stuff, I don't know if you know this, the, the WHO, on their own, said that, essentially, I'm quoting them, I'm, I'm going to fucking butcher this, but essentially, I'm quoting them, they said, <coughs> The response to a disease outbreak, pandemic, what do you want to call it, should not be worse than the absolute worst outcome of a disease, of an outbreak. Um, So they said that in quotes there for the WHO. They just said that recently. And me and you are similarly in the same camp about RONA and about all of its kind of like extrapolations. The business shutdowns and and masks and stuff. So I don't want to get too much into the conspiratorial side of things, but I do want to go about it in a very particular way. Uh, so I'll set up my question. Um, you are a father. Your kids, I imagine, go to school. Oh yeah. um You personally, what's it um, man, what's it been like to see kind of the school system get turned on its belly and to see like businesses like Redhorn kind of close down? Like from you being a consumer being a gun owner, being a Texan, being a free American, being a free thinker, being a, the person that you are, the father, like, what is your, what is your? I mean, just statistically speaking, more people die of generational poverty every year, still every year, uh, than COVID-19's numbers still, I think it's 270-some thousand as of 2011. Uh, die of generational poverty every year. So they die of poor access to healthcare, they die of uh, low income standards, not of food, not of housing, uh, gang affiliations, drugs. Uh, So let's create a system to where our safety measures are somehow, somehow conducive to enabling the devastation of the pandemic. And that's always been somewhat perplexing to me. I understand, and by no means am I trying to say I want to throw Older, vulnerable, or sickly people under the bus here. What I am saying is that you see somebody who, you know, constitutionally speaking, like their livelihood is at stake. You know, everybody we live we live in, in quote marks here, because there's no video component, a laissez-faire economy where you have the right to the pursuit of happiness. That's economics. Um, so if somebody comes and takes your life's work and says you, you can no longer operate your business. I mean how scary is that? Right? Right. Well what, what, what keeps them from doing that indefinitely? The answer really is nothing. Nothing at all. If and, they can do it now. You know, I see I see now then the, the ramification the ripple and butterfly effect of this of saying we have this many people unemployed, we have this many people, you know, suicide rates go up, violence goes up, we have Kids who don't learn anything. I've, I've been through my daughter's class while I'm at work on the other side of the kitchen table and listen to her at school. And she's not learning anything. She can't a 45-minute Zoom class. Right. She can't fucking do what she would in a classroom. In her, you know, she's seven. Her attention span is like about five minutes long. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, what is. happens when that generation reaches the age where they now then have to take responsibility over things? The answer is that they're even further unprepared than I was. And I wasn't prepared at all, um, you know? So I've always said that college is useful, not necessarily for what you learn there, but for the life lessons that it teaches you how to lose. <laughs> and I think, you know, like I'm serious. Yeah, so like one of the hardest, sure, man. hardest things I had to go through in college, I signed up for the senior level course when I wasn't a senior, it's like, I can do this course, I can be a badass at it, let me do this. I wound up having uh, my second Golden Gloves tournament fight one of the weekends before. I was like, went to the teacher's like, "Hey, these days I'm gonna be out." She's like, "You can't be out. I'm gonna fail you." And I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. And she's crazy. like, "Yeah, you, you you can't just apply to be in my senior level course. I let you in, and then you just think you can skip out." I was like, "But I'm doing the work." And so I wound up like I'd have to go in, weigh in early in the morning, South Austin, drive all the way over to uh, where was it, Belton take my class drive back to Austin, try and nap in the middle of the day, wake up, go fight in the evening. Do that for three days in a row. God damn. And I wound up like, I wound up fighting this kid named LeBron. Didn't want to fight. Don't want to get in that. It's Red So anyway, they give LeBron the decision. I'm pissed. I'm like, okay. I, I wanted this fight. Right. Especially after what happened the previous year. Drive back. She fails me anyway. As a kid, God, I remember thinking and trying to internalize that. I was like, so really, there was no way to win. I should have just blown her course off and gone anyway. I should have gotten more rest, been able to make weight more easily. Maybe I could have knocked LeBron out. Whatever. I, would, I love LeBron. We're friends, but you know, inside of that square circle, I'm you know he's going to take my soul. I'm going to take his. Um, it's fair. It it. it college teaches you how to lose and these kids are going to have no idea what that feels like when they get there and it's going to create this kind of cognitive dissonance where they're they no longer are equipped to deal with life Uh, it's a long way between whatever she's in second grade (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they're all the same until they're over 10 seriously it's all the fucking same thing Um, (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and, and but that's the way it uh, is. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, wow, what a great answer, dude. Um, you, like, man, you. So you've sat in on these classes. You've seen her not learn shit. You've seen her be like. Have you like? Are you as a parent? Are you worried and concerned? And I'm sure the mother's involved in this idea too. Like. With, like, the, the socialization of this child, of the learning how to be around people. I mean, dude, I mean, these are times to be around people. Like, you need to learn how to be at this time. And you learn those, uh, those schoolyard lessons. You know what I mean? Like, you you know what, you remember yeah. those, man. Like, it's not, you only remember those kinds of situations back then. You, you don't just think back in your childhood and be like, I remember I played with old Jenny on the fucking, on the jungle gym for two hours. No, you remember the time you got into a fight. You remember the time that somebody said something bad about your mom? You know what I mean. You said yeah. you remember losing the kickball tournament. You remember these situations that were kind of massive. And for these, for your little girl, like she isn't getting this. Like, it, uh, so I'll tell you what she will remember is that she'll remember how ridiculous it is once she understands the context of the thing that she is sitting directly across from her friend in the backyard through a chain link fence and they're having tea time inches from each other with a chain link fence between their faces and i'll never get that visual out of my head of how uh, that's bone chilling Oh man! kind of hellish kind of dystopia? That's oh, on and and that's the thing that fucking gets me. I'm glad you said that dystopia. That's the thing that gets me so crazy about this shit. Where people are like, we're the greatest country. and I and I look. I I agree with that shit, man. We are the fucking greatest country. We're the yes. fucking best. We're the one with the biggest dick, man. Went we've got. We've got. Yeah, we've got a guy with the biggest fucking cock that the entire world has ever seen, leading the charge, man. Leading the charge. On saying no to China, trying to get out of Russia's pocket, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But we are the greatest nation in the fucking world, man. We've got so many great things. But this is the shit that these kids are seeing, man. I mean, never before has this happened. Never dude, the less than a pandemic like this hit was a hundred years ago, the Spanish flu. Yeah. Right? Right about well, there Pretty was, much. there was H one N one. H one N one, maybe I think that had a fraction was, of the deaths. did yeah. fraction. It was, it was a fraction, but it was also less discretionary. So that would that would attack, you know, healthy people, you and me, anybody could get H one N one. Coronavirus seems to target uh, an age group and uh, uh, you know, people with high blood pressure. demographic per se. Yeah, per se. Demographic. It's. It bothers me a lot because I have a, I have this weird, burning inside me, to um, always and forever protect and help children. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty natural. I think I think it's pretty natural. I, I don't. I, I personally don't feel like it's all that weird. But every now and again, whenever like a situation like presents itself to where I'm a little bit overprotective of a child in the area. It like seems to like free people out for some reason. It's only happened like, a couple of times where it's happened. And and I I, I there's something about protecting the children that's so overly important to me. And the entire time that this mass shit's been happening, wearing the masks around, doing this and doing that, and, and these Zoom meetings and these, these taking these kids out of school, man, that's the one thing I thought about. Is it there was nothing nothing like cafeteria breakfast for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 6:50 in the morning, class bell rings at 7:25 and you're having apple jacks with chocolate milk for some reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, and your friends and you're hanging out and you go and you play with um, you know, like uh, whatever fucking game, you know, and you're hanging out and you're doing these things and and be it hot or cold or whatever, your friends are there and you're hanging out, and you're doing these things and like I think about that shit, and I think about, like, how I personally feel like that was, like, a a great moment in my life, man. Like, it was simple. It was, it was, it's obviously nostalgic, and it's, like, that's all getting taken away. Yeah. I think that's, that's, like, one chasm that you have to, like, sometimes when you, it's surreal, and I'm, I'm big on surreality, but you're in a, you're in you're on the couch, you're watching a movie the other night, for instance, it was Fightful Goes West. I love Fightful Goes West. <laughs> okay. And, like, my little dude, Gavin, he he's like, hey, rewind it, I want to watch it again. Like, I remember flashing back to, like, literally the same movie telling my dad, hey, rewind it, I want to watch it again. Whoa. And Damn, my, dude. It, like, the surreality of that, you're like, oh, this is that moment for him. I'm seeing it from the other side. Right. And it's like a time capsule. Right, forever. It's locked in there. Fuck man, yeah, it's. What was that? What's up? You scared the shit out of me. It's okay. Hi. Golly, I thought you were the fucking police. They've got weed out and shit. God damn. Oh man. Um All right man, I think that's it. A, 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 a perfect ending to a perfect situation. Knock on the door my roommate's home. Um we're still in a li- we're still in my living room at the second episode. That's right. that's successfully recorded. You have a heart out at 8:45ish? Yeah, about that. That's all right man. Um I think I think that's it. Uh, uh we're going to finish off on that 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 weird high note of COVID and 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 uh no. And a, and a really good uh, movie reference that you and your kid have forever. Um, dude, DJ, you don't have a photography Instagram like Mr. Austin Lyles does, um, but if anybody wants to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have an Instagram uh, have a that you're pretty a, uh, active on? Do you have anything like that? Social pretty, media to plug? I'm pretty active on Twitter, so it's just, you know, just all-day DJ. which is my ring monitor. Okay. So, At all day DJ. All day DJ. You're pretty active on Twitter. What do you do on Twitter? Do you fight people? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twitter uh, is the like WWE <laughs> of human Like, Twitter is. like... <laughs> no. Twitter is like, you, you log into Twitter and you're like, I feel like I should put on a costume. <laughs> <laughs> I should put on the disguise, a different uh, alter ego. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, if you wanna find me, then you can find me there. You can find me at Lord's Boxing Gym. Lord's box, you're still there, huh? Oh yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. We didn't get to some really. We we got too far out of that conversation too quickly. I wish we would talk more, but but um, this isn't the last time you're gonna be here. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I I, I want you back. I, I think you're a really interesting guy, man. I appreciate you being here today. Um, I think that's all, folks. Um, eight forty one. You have a heart at eight forty five. October twenty seventh. All day DJ on Twitter. Fight in there. Argue with him. Uh, tell him something stupid that he can shoot you down with logic with because if anything that's what dj is full of um so thank you folks thank you dj one more time um that's it guys we are uh, we're done today